And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Um, Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again. And um, thank you for so much for taking time out of your Friday evening to come and um, to spend a little bit of time here on this channel with me. So I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your, your busy days. Uh, we already have a lot of people um, starting to show up here. So it's going to be great tonight. I can I, I just know it. Um, Brother Vato is here. B and Brother B&W is here. And um, thank you so much for showing up. And we're going to be in Romans uh, once again, Romans chapter 1. And la last time we left off at verse 19, so we're going to start in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, and we'll see how far we get. Brother Daruna, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And um, I can't really tell. I'm, I'm thinking that I have a little bit too much exposure on my camera right now. It looks a little washed out on my monitor, but... That's just some um, technical stuff that I'm dealing with right now. So, but anyways, uh, thank you again. Like I said, for joining me tonight, and uh, let's let's go ahead and start in a um, in a word of prayer. Hey, Mr. Brodsky, thank you for showing up uh, tonight. It's been a minute. Thank you for being here. All right, let's uh, let's start out with a word of prayer, and um, let's get our hearts settled and uh, be ready to be taught by the Spirit of God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, it's been a long week. Um, I know all brethren here are probably tired, as I am, but uh, Lord, you give us strength. Um, you mount us up as wings as eagles. Um, Lord, thank you so much for the promises that you give us. Thank you for the strength. Thank you that we could not do anything without you. And uh, help us rely on you tonight. Let your spirit teach. And, Lord, would uh, would you just not allow me to say anything you don't want me to say tonight? Lord, please. We love you. Thank you for dying for us, but not only dying, rising again, victorious over death and hell. Lord, we thank you so much for making that way of escape. And so we ask tonight if there's anybody that joins that has not come to the end of their own righteousness and put their faith and trust in your righteousness come to the end of themselves and cried out to you. Lord, we just ask that tonight would be that night. Lord, help the brethren that are here to be edified. We ask all these things in your precious holy name. Amen and amen. All right. Let's go ahead and get started then. Um, verse 20, uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time on a few of these verses, and then we'll go ahead and, um, as the Lord leads, uh, finish out probably the rest of the chapter, and then we'll open it up for uh, questions and answers and uh, fellowship time at towards the end. Okay, verse 20. For the invisible things of him, uh, let's see, for the invisible things of him, and I'm, I just paused because I just realized I didn't start my recorder. Well, that's going to make for a long night. Uh, oh, well. That's okay. I'll just have to wait till it, it uploads, and then I'll take the recording off of that. That's just fine. Again, some more technical difficulties uh, fighting against me right now, but that's all right. That's that's self-inflicted. But uh, verse 20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And uh, I just want to kind of make a point right here. 
that uh, this is the second time that Godhead is is used here in the Bible. But beyond that, they are, the things of this world, from the creation of this world, from the beginning of time, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. No one ever is going to stand before God one day and say, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't have an opportunity. How unfair. They, they are without excuse. We're all without excuse. That's why I think that uh, somebody that says there is no God, there is no God, you know, the atheist, the one who just pounds their fist and says there is no God. It's, well, the Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. Only a fool would say something like that because they're without excuse. Every person, like their conscience or whatever it is you want to call it, the Bible does call it the conscience, knows. They know deep down that they were created. They know that they will one day stand before the creator. Uh, even nature itself just cries out, and that's one of the things we're seeing here, so that they were without excuse. Um, a lot of times when you're out um, witnessing or you're you're just starting gospel conversations with people, sometimes a lot of times... I would say there's somebody that will bring up this thing of, well, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, a loving God provided a way for escape. Man fell in the Garden of Eden, and by uh, one man sin entered into the world, and by sin death, well, he made that way of escape. He made that way of escape. That's a loving God. He's given you every opportunity. He's even given you that conscience that even tells you, this is the right thing. The Holy Spirit of God pricks that conscience totally all the time through the preaching of the word. And we'll see that throughout uh, the rest of Romans here. Yeah, I, I, somebody's talking here on the on the live stream chat here talking about creation. Uh, we're, we're, we're not created from nothing or some sort of random explosion billions and billions of years ago. And somehow we just fell into place. No, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, all things of creation. And uh, maybe sometime, you know, um, we'll talk about, you know, different things like creation and creation science and stuff. I, I, I was, I've always been into that for a very long time. But um, I believe that right here that, that they're, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. They're understood. Being understood by things that are made, that's everything. Everybody has in, that's in their right mind. You know, we do know that there's people that are uh, mentally handicapped that may not be able to understand. But we'll get to that in Romans seven. That I, I, I want to bring up something there when we. In fact, we can probably turn over there here in a minute. But the point is, is that they understand. People that have their faculties, their 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 mind about them, so that they were without excuse. Why? Because that. When they knew God, this is verse 21 of Romans 1, they glorified him not as God. You see, that takes somebody that says, well, I know it's God, but I'm going to choose to not glorify him as God. Yes, I know Jesus was fully God. I just don't want to, I just don't want to serve him. I don't want to, I don't want to put my faith and trust in him. I want to do things my way. You see this? Neither were thankful. Well, what's to be thankful about? Well, how about the fact that the creator of the universe, 
the same one that created all things and by him all things consist, stepped into his own creation. He humbled himself and took on the form of a servant, as it says in Philippians chapter 2. Wow. Amazing. That's something to be thankful for, but they weren't. Look at this. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts was darkened. Foolish hearts. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Jesus Christ, God that was manifest, I think that's in uh, Timothy, was manifest in the flesh, was shown clearly. People could see him, you know. That's a, that's a very long study we can talk about, but that same God, that same God came, humbled himself, took on corruptible flesh. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. He suffered just like we do. If you, as I think of this, and just popped in my head, when Jesus was being scourged, when he was being hit and punched in the face and his beard was being plucked out and that that crown of thorns was being slammed on his head with basically a baseball bat, being crushed, beaten beyond all recognition, carrying a, a huge cross all the way up that uh, what they call the Via del Rosa, the Way of the Rose, they, they, all the way up to Calvary. And he did that for you and me. That's something to be thankful for. He did that. He took that on for us. And yes, he actually suffered worse than any of us ever will. That is an absolute truth. Suffered, bled, died for you willingly. That's something to be thankful for, but look at this. But became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was, dark, was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You see that in this, in this world today, don't you? A lot of people think that they're super smart. Super smart. I uh, man, I I got it all figured out. Look at all these degrees on my wall and all these different things. Fools. They profess themselves to be wise, but they they became fools. How do they do this and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things? They just make a God into whatever they want to make God into. And before we get too hasty, Christian, don't we do that a lot of times in our own Christian life and walk? Don't we place things above God all the time? I know I do. Man, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, that flesh is still fighting. I want it my way. I want to. I would rather do this thing than than study what I'm supposed to be studying. I'm going to place this above what God's telling me to do at this moment. That's a form of idolatry, is it not? And that's what they're doing. They're changing the the uh, uncorruptible God in, into an image made like to corruptible man. Also. We can do this in our Christian faith, our so-called cultural Christianity, where we'll see things like a man and get really drawn to him and just be like, wow, he's got a magnetic personality, and boy, I'm, man, he's just so energetic, and I'm going to follow him, and whatever he asks me to do. And it doesn't, well, he's off on a lot of these different things, but that's okay. 
Look at this next verse. Next for a couple of verses here. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. See that? That's what they want. That's what mankind wants. They want to do things their own way. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Now we're going to get into some things here that and uh, some of these verses, and I'm going to bring up a couple points, but look at this, verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Don't we see that a lot of times? People do that too. They'll take this, the truth of God, and they'll turn it into a lie. They'll pervert it. They'll they'll twist it. They'll they'll twist and turn and 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 break it and rest the scriptures, as the Bible says, to their own destruction. That's what they try to do. Yeah. There's a lot of good uh, conversations going on here. We'll go back and uh, hit some of those here in a minute uh, when we get down to a good stopping point. But that the point is, is that they changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. The words worship and serve get thrown around a lot in cultural Christianity. We're going to go down to, we're going to go to church over here. We're going to go to this building and we're going to worship and we're going to serve God today. Worship and serve, huh? Well, look what these people are doing here. They worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Don't you find that we a lot of times we're doing the same exact thing? Well, I got to go down there and I got to go down there to worship. I got to go down there to serve. The life of a Christian is worship and service all the time. You should gather together with the local body. Don't get me wrong. Um, But a lot of times people are making it all about where they're going. It's all about the man. We just got to make this new big building here, or we got to do this project or this program over here. If we just get this and we get, and they get their mind completely off of things, perverting what God wants. God wants our hearts. That's it. Anything that we place in front of that is idolatry, whether that's a piece of wood, brick and steel and mortar and all that things of a building, or it's a man, or it's you know, as pagan as you get, you know, worshiping animals or trees or so forth and so on. It's man's way of just saying, hey, I want it my way. And not God's way. You're going to take the truth of God and, and change it into a lie. And, and you're going to talk about worshiping and serving, but you're not worshiping and serving God. Let that be a warning to us. Now, verse 26, for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Now, before I go on any further, Yes, this could be homosexuality. Yes, perversion, all those different things here. But when I read this, because in context, and you'll see this here in a minute, it lists off a bunch of stuff. 
So let's be careful to pick our pet sins that we want to rail against. It's going to get all covered here in a second. And I think in context, that's what it's talking about. Men, women, doesn't matter. Yes, it's definitely talking about homosexuality and different things, but it's talking about all of it. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's talking about all sin, the sin nature. It doesn't matter if you're actually, Jesus said it doesn't matter if you even uh, don't actually commit adultery. If you look upon a woman lust after her, that's committing adultery because you've done it in your own, in your mind already. Well, oh my goodness. It says if you hate your brother, it's just as basically the same thing as murder. You know, that's uh, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? Yes. And Jesus is trying to bring the point home that, guess what? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nothing in you is good. All of your righteousness is as filthy rags. Filthy. So let's just be careful when we're talking about that because a lot of people like to pervert this next verse here because of the uh, preceding two verses. And they'll try to just slam on verse 28 and be like, yeah, get him. There's a, uh, I know there's a lot of people on here right now that probably knows exactly what group of people I'm talking about. The point is, verse 28, and says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, before I read the rest of these things, notice who gives them over to a reprobate mind. God does. God is the one that turns them over to a reprobate mind, and why? Well, it tells you why. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. See, remember when we first started out here in verse 20 here, and and working our way through here, man's conscience, his mind, understands that. But as more he pushes that out, pushes that out, pushes that out, pushes that out, it's called what's called blaspheming the Holy Spirit. There's all the different other kinds of things. While there's not a unpardonable sin, Jesus can Jesus' blood covers all sins. You put your faith and trust in him. Don't get me wrong. You, there's no something that is like, well, there's it is. Except there is one thing that will send you to hell, and that's rejecting the free gift of salvation. Basically telling God, I don't want you. I don't want you. I know, I know, I know, I know, but no, no, no. Constantly, constantly, constantly doing that. And then it says, it's not us saying, well, man, that person's, he, yeah, he's got a reprobate mind. Well, I'd be, I mean, I, I don't know, probably, but we just don't know. But God is the one that does it. Because somebody commits a sin of homosexuality or this, that, or the other thing, and we just, well, they're automatically reprobate. They can't even get saved. Now, wait a minute. God is the one that sends them, that turns them over to a reprobate mind. It says that he gave them over to a reprobate man, mind. God does that. So with that being said, look, if there's people in your life that are in certain types of sin, you're a born-again Christian, don't give up on them. Keep giving the gospel. Keep preaching the word. And if they keep rejecting and rejecting, they're not, remember, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the Holy Spirit that's pricking them. Remember, I told you that conscience, they're without excuse. God's telling them, yes, you know this is true. The, thy word is truth. And he, they know it. That's why they fight so hard against it. So just keep giving the gospel. 
keep preaching the word. Keep just giving the marching orders, so to speak. Keep giving the salt. Keep giving the light. Keep keep doing it. Don't let anybody out there tell you that somebody is beyond salvation because they're living a certain sinful lifestyle. So that's that's the thing. So I, I don't know. There's another conversation going on here. I, I don't know what they're talking about, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Thank you for everybody else that's been uh, that's joined since we've been th- since we've started. Appreciate it very very much. The point is, as I was coming down through here, that's that's the point. The point is, is that people like to hit on verse twenty eight because of verse twenty six and twenty seven, and I agree. But a person without Christ righteousness applied to them is just as vile as the next person. The little, you're telling me, Brother D'Angelo, that the the nice little old lady that lives down the street that always bakes me cakes and pies and stuff like that and never has a, a, a nasty word to say to anybody is the same as the most vilest person that's living on um, from, you know, crack house to crack house and, it was, and doing all these different things. And, boy, you know, they're committing murder and they're... Yep, they're the same. In the eyes of God, they are, if they're both without Christ, they're both the same in the eyes of God. The Bible says he's not respect, no respecter of persons. See, people need the Lord. They, they need his righteousness. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, he said. That's what Jesus said. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing somebody in here said, I rejected the Holy Spirit at least a couple times before I was saved. Me too. And, you know, thank God he is, he is merciful. We don't know how many times that takes. God knows. When, when Before he turns somebody over to a reprobate mind, God knows. Our job is just to preach the word. That's it. And by, and by job, I, I want to make this clear. This is not your nine to five well, I, I clock in and I clock out. This is your reasonable service. Your call, your calling, your vocation, your calling is so much more than a job. It's not a nine to five. It's your life now. That's your position in Christ. He's given you a, you are a new creature. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. If you are born again. All right, verse verse number 29, being filled with all unrighteousness. See, 26 and 27, yeah, those homosexuals, boy, let's go get them. Because verse 28, man, they're just reprobates. They can't even be saved. Come on now. Because verse 29 says, being filled with all unrighteousness. It just covers all the bases. Fornication, wickedness, covetousness. Maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Now, wait a minute, Brother D'Angelo. You're telling me that homosexuality and being disobedient to your parents is the same on the same level playing field? Yes. It's all unrighteousness. It's, it's filthy rags. It doesn't matter. You violate the law, 
in one thing, you violated them all. This Romans one, and I've been working with uh, Brother JT. He's got a he's got a track that's coming out, a little booklet, and Romans one is so hitting people right between the eyes, right off the bat. If you are without Christ and you're and you're reading along or you're listening to this video, this is hitting every single person. Every single person out there without Christ, you're without excuse. That's a fearful thing. May, you know, come to the end of yourself today. Come to Christ. He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Verse 29 says, being filled with all unrighteousness, his righteousness takes that away. Him alone. He did the work. He took my place. Yeah. But disobedient to parents. Verse 31 says, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. When I see without natural affection, too, I don't think that's talking about homosexuality or any other kind of pick whatever you want to pick out there. I think that's just as simple as, oh, I see that person over there. Meh. You know, he's he's living on the street corner there. Ugh, you know, what a bum. Oh, my goodness. The natural affection God has placed in our heart, especially if you're a Christian, should have compassion, compassion on others as he is. It, he had compassion on those. Remember when he says so many times in the, in the different, in the gospels, it said he, he was moved with compassion. God help us all. Our own righteousness that we try to live in now. No, live in the spirit. The only way you can, there's anything good of you, that anything that you can do, if it's anything that's good, that will not be burned up, that gold, silver, and precious stones, it's only done through the power of the Spirit. All that other stuff's going to burn up. All the things that we think we're so good at, and boy, we got this under control, and boy, we're going to, man, God's going to be so proud of me because of me doing this, my service and worship is going to burn it up. unmerciful verse 32 who knowing the judgment of god that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them uh, my dad said it and uh, brother jt i think he says it right there in, in his little booklet that's that's coming out his track that if you were just like well i yeah i don't have any of these kinds of things well do you have pleasure in kind of viewing those things and and them that do them, oops, that covers everybody. The You know, I've heard it said before that the ground at the foot of the cross is level. I don't care if you're a multi, multi-billionaire that does all this good deeds and charity work and you're just, you're, you're providing clean drinking water to the entire continent of Africa. It doesn't matter. Without Christ, you will spend eternity separated from him in outer darkness, weeping and wailing, gnashing of teeth, 
spend eternity in hell separated from his free gift, his love. He wants to have a relationship with you. You know, when we talk to people, we lead out, and we tend to lead out because I think that's kind of the way we are taught, a lot of us, to lead out with heaven. Don't you want to go to heaven when you die? But, look, he saved you to have that reunion. It talks about we, he's reconciled us to himself. Reconciliation. Man was once walking with God in the garden until sin entered in and the separation happened. He made that way to bridge that gap so you can have reconciliation. You can be back with him in fellowship. He did that for you. Heaven is like the the icing on the cake, so to speak. If somebody gets to the point where they're so desperate that they're in their sins and like, oh, I just... God, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, and cry out to him and put your faith in what he's done, his finished work on the cross, his burial, his resurrection. He'll save you. He'll do it. Cry out to him. Call on him today. Call on him today. As we go through the, all the rest of the book of Romans, just remember how it starts out. But as I told you before, the book of Romans is not just you know, the, the, the word of God is, is for everybody, for the lost to salvation. You know, like this, that's all they can even know because the spirit's going to just keep pinging on them. Brings them to the, the level foot of the cross where they like, oh, there's none righteous. No, not one, as we'll get to. But it's good for you, Christian, that your joy may be full Think about the joy you can have in your life right now just thinking about as you once were because this was you. Well, I, I was never a homosexual or all those kinds of, I was never a murderer and all this kind of, well, wait a minute. Yes, you were. You were just as vile a sinner as anybody else. And I, I kind of, it, it, it kind of concerns me if somebody out there has that type of attitude. Paul said even as a saved man, he was as sin, I'm paraphrasing, but chiefest of sinners. He knew who he was, who he once was. But he also understood what his position was in Christ now. That's why he talks about ambassadorship. And what is our ministry? Every single one of us, born again, believers that are child of the king now, ambassadors, that's our vocation, our calling. What does it say in that same passage of Scripture where it talks about ambassadors? It says ministry. Every one of us has a ministry that we should be serving in. That's the ministry of reconciliation. We can't reconcile anybody, but the ministry of reconciliation is, here it is, God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He became in the flesh he lived among men, his creation. And it says they, when they knew him, like they, they just they completely rejected him. He came into his own, his own received him not. Doesn't matter, he still died. That's why in John eleven thirty five 35, it says he wept. He knew what he was about to do. He says in uh, Mark 14, Abba, Father, not your will, but not my will, but thine. 
So good. So good. So good. That's why your joy, Christian, can be full. Because once you realize that, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking this vile sinner and washing me and making me white as snow. Not through anything that I have done. Not through works of righteousness that I have done. But what he has done for us. He has clothed, clothed us in righteousness so that when we stand before God one day, all he sees is the blood. He sees Jesus. Hmm. Hey, Brother Jake, thank you for uh, listening, even if it is for a few minutes. But that's why your joy can be full. That's why the book of Romans is so important for, you know, talking to people without Christ. See, look at this. This is you. God loves you, though. He made a way of escape. It's not too late. It's not too late. If you're still drawing breath, please, please come to the end of yourself. And then on the other hand, the, the born again can have joy by seeing all the doctrine and just beauty of the book of Romans. It's a great book. It's an important book. It's a foundational book. It's for the the seasoned saint, so to speak, the seasoned person that's more mature in the word. Because even when you think you have it all figured out, and you're like, well, I'm, I think I got this all figured out, go through the book of Romans again, and the Spirit's going to teach you something new every single time. It don't matter how mature you are in the word. He'll keep teaching you. Until one day, we'll have all the knowledge he wants us to have when we stand before him in our new glorified bodies. Can't wait. Yeah. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter 3, 9. Yes, sir. Brother Vato. Great verse. Great verse. So that's the uh, end of Romans chapter 1. And just remember, you know, I know a lot of you that have been saved for a while, but just remember if you're new to the to the Word of God, that's that chapter break. These are letters that Paul wrote to the, the churches there in Rome and our surrounding areas, and they read it throughout all the churches. But these are letters. You can keep going. We're just going to stop for time's sake just to make sure that uh, uh, we get uh, some good questions and answers in. All right, so I'm going to skip back up through here. Again, I didn't turn my recorder on, so if, uh, but that doesn't matter is it, unless you guys are listening to the podcast, which I have no idea because the analytics on those podcasts, you have to have so many, so many people uh, subscribed and everything before you even see anything. So uh, it's not like YouTube. If you have one or two people watching, you can see how long they watched it for. Uh, so I have no idea if anybody is uh, is actually listening to the podcast version, but by the time probably here in the next two three hours, it should be uh, it should be updated to the podcast, which is on podcast p o d c a s t s dot com under Let This Mind Be in You Ministries podcast. That same thing you can search Let This Mind Be in You Ministries podcast on iHeartRadio podcast and also Apple podcast. If you happen to have an Apple um, iPhone or something like that, or if you don't have a Apple product, you have some other 
smartphone, you can go to iHeartRadio, so forth and so on. Download them, and then you can listen to them on the road without having to look down. Please be safe, okay? Uh, <laughs> don't be uh, looking at your phones and stuff while you're driving. There's enough people out there that does that. Um, and then don't forget the uh, the Facebook channel. If you guys want to look at that, the Facebook page is uh, Let This Buy and Be and You Ministries. Just search for that and uh, leave me a note there or or a word of encouragement. I see every time somebody likes one, um, likes a post or something like that and helps share it, I would appreciate it. Um, I saw Sister Elizabeth on there liking a post a couple days ago. Appreciate that, uh, Sister Lizzie. Okay, let's go back up through here. Uh, We have about... Oh, we have about 20 minutes or so. Let's go back up through here. Start from the beginning. Just really quickly scan down through here. Get a drink of coffee. Hey, um, it'd be interesting to talk about, like, if you tune in on Thursdays or Fridays, which, by the way, um, I think I'm going to be switching the night that I try to podcast or live stream from Friday to Thursday nights. Um, I, I tend to stand a lot of duty, so Friday nights usually is the day I get hit on. So um, so I'm going to try for Thursday nights. Now, in a couple weeks, um, there's Thanksgiving, and I'll be up with my mom and dad on that Thursday night. But what I'm going to try to do, I don't know if, Mom, you're on here, um, but what I'm going to try to do is bring some of my equip- equipment up to New Jersey, and I'm going to try to do a remote podcast on uh, that Friday night right after Thanksgiving with my dad. I'd like to, you know, surprise. I don't know if, <laughs> uh, if he's hearing that. It's the first time he's hearing it. So get ready, Dad. But uh, but I'm going to try to do things on Thursday night from here on out. It makes it a little bit more uh, simple, I would say. And then Friday nights, sometimes people have to work early Saturday mornings for some reason. It's like, uh, or it's kind of odd. Or Thursday nights, they have to they have work the next morning and they can, you know, they're not out and about, so to speak. So maybe more people would be able to hear it live. Oh, Mrs. Brodsky's, I I think, hopefully you're still on here. Uh, Looks like Mrs. Brodsky's on here, and she says one of, I think her daughter Charlotte, that's her name, is very interested tonight. Oh, amen. There, There are young ones there. Um, yeah, somebody was mentioned here, Brother Vato talks about earlier, said the, um, talking about the uh, Holy Spirit is a dove as opposed to like a dove, uh, when it it descended like a dove, descended in a bodily shape like a dove, yeah, in Luke, yeah, I noticed that too when it talks about a, uh, birds, uh, yeah. I noticed that myself. Uh, Brother BNW and Brother Vato were talking about uh, a very interesting topic, and I think I think I'll let you guys just talk that out. Um, speaking of uh, marriage, and I'll let you guys talk that out. I. I'm not quite sure where I'm at on uh, biblically on that. Um, 
I got I got some uh, there's some good teaching out there on both sides of the uh, on both sides of that issue, and um, so I'm not going to necessarily bring that up tonight. But uh, good good discussion there, gentlemen. And my mom is on here, at least was earlier. Yep. And brother Tim is here, and brother JT, of course. Uh, thank you, brothers, for joining me tonight. I didn't notice that. Uh, Brother Vato says verse 28 ends with a semicolon, not a period. Yeah, so it's all the same thought. That's good. That's very good. I really hadn't noticed that, brother, so that's really good. Verse 28, he's saying basically it's talking about in context. It's speaking of everybody that can be turned over to a reprobate mind. There's no specific section of group of, of individual sinners over here, and they're like, oh, no, they're automatically reprobate. Got him. No, sir. That's very good. Thank you, Brother Vato, for bringing that up. Yes, Sister Lizzie, that's, thank you for bringing that up. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11, such were some of you. That's, a, that's an awesome thought right there from the Word of God. Thank you for reminding me where that's at. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um uh, I'm just about to the end of the some of these comments here. All right. Uh and my mom says that he will be ready. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, Brother Daruna, I like what you just said there, uh, or you said a few minutes ago, you're still breathing because he gives you from his breath. That's absolutely true. Uh, he breathed into man and became a living soul, and uh, that's in Genesis 1, I believe, in verse 23. Uh, nope, 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 it's further down. Um uh, It's in, uh, hold on. I forget where that's at now. Where the breath and becomes a living soul. I, I can't, I can't remember where that's at. It's in Genesis, I believe. All right. Psalms 97. Brother JT says, uh, check out Psalms 97 when you get time. Yes. As I guess that's where you were talking about earlier. You were going to, uh, when you texted me earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I'm, I've just made it down to the end of the comments. Okay. Um, let's do a Bible quiz here. 
uh, Brother JT, uh, the Bible answer man here for with the Bible game. Where is it, man, um, that God breathed and he became a living soul? That's what makes us different than everything else. Every, like, the spirit, that's why the spirit's the mind. You know, dogs have spirits. They they have a conscience. Like, or not conscious, but conscious. Uh, they're, they're aware that they're alive, if so to speak. But we have a living soul. Genesis 3. Thanks, Mom. Mm-mm-mm. Genesis 3 what? No. I don't think it's Genesis 3. Genesis 2-7. Thank you. Yes. And the Lord... That was like skipping right over it. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul at that moment. And uh, you go back when he said, so God, in verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. That means structure um, as far as the body, soul, and the spirit. That's what he did. All right, so that's that. All right, we're, well, how are we doing on time? Pretty good. We've got a, a few more minutes here. Uh, if anybody's got any more questions or or comments they want to talk about, I have, I see that Brother Vato and uh, Brother B&W are still... Uh, <laughs> that's okay, Mom. She says she's sorry she hit the wrong number. My hands. Yeah. Again, be praying for my mom. Her, If you saw her hand, uh, like I told you, a lot of the surgeries she's had uh, because of her rheumatoid arthritis... Uh, one of her hands, one of the bolts or something has come loose and it's just, it's raised up and it's, it's nasty. And, uh, I'm praying for you, mama. I love you. And, uh, all the brothers and sisters on here are praying for you. I'm sure as well. So yes. Thank you, sister Lizzie. Um, but yeah, I don't remember what I was saying before that. Oh, Brother Vato and uh, Brother B&W are, are discussing a, a topic that I'm, I'm just, the people that are listening on the podcast uh, later, the audio only, aren't seeing what's obviously on here. And um, that's why I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm bringing something up. I just don't, there's some good arguments on both sides, let's put it that way. And I don't think it's something that caused um, a contention between brothers. I think it's one of those things that... Um, I think it's one of those things that we uh, we we can banter back and forth with. Some people feel strongly uh, about it one way or the other, and that's fine. I think. All right, so they're talking about uh, marriage, uh, like uh, interracial type marriages, and there's some. Um, if if you're new to the the Word of God, if you're just newly saved, um, and you're at this part of the the video, uh, please don't misunderstand anything I'm about to say. And Lord, help me to say only what you want me to say. Um, when it comes to that, where I tend to, where I tend to stop and draw the lines on that is where there's two Christians and, uh, that come together. I, 
I, who am I to say that um, God doesn't want them to get married because marriage is obviously ordained of God. He, he created the institution of that. Um, yes, Brother Jake, it is question and answer in time if, if you want to. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not, I'm not dogmatic on either side of that, okay? Um, I don't think that there's... Yeah, I just want to. I just want to be very careful what, how I go about this because, again, like I said, I don't think it's a it's a matter of contention, um, and I think these brothers here are are going back and forth in a very respectful way. So, yeah. So, uh, as you brothers are are continuing to talk about that, uh, that's just where I'm at, and uh, just so people that are listening to this podcast later on. Um, don't get the wrong idea that I'm trying to hide something. I'm not trying to hide it, but it's just not something I was prepared to go through. I know people feel strongly on both sides, but uh, I do know one thing, that God is not a respecter of persons and that um, I can fellowship with anybody. Uh, Brother James was here. We had, I think we even talked about a lot of this stuff too, the bounds of their habitations and so forth and so on. And uh, when Brother James was here, that's my brother in the Lord. Yeah, that's how I started that podcast, you know, like it was on a different screen. And I said, I'm here with my brother. And as soon as he did it, we don't look anything alike. We don't have the same backgrounds. But in Christ, we are, there's no difference. Okay. We are one in Christ Jesus. Okay. Good night, Mom. Okay. All right. I had not heard that, Brother JT, but, um, Wow. Yeah. We are close, though. We sure are. We are close, and that's why, hey, time is running out. Time is short. Let's not get wrapped around these peripheral-type issues. Um, preach the Word. It's okay to st- take a stand on God's Word and where you're at, and but at the same time, preach the Word. The simplicity of the gospel all right, so uh, Brother Jake here, Last Day's Maze, says, Okay, best take on Job chapter 26. Interesting. In verse 5, we're going to the book of Job. So let's look at it together. We have uh, Job chapter 26. Now remember, Brother Jake, this is not stump the host, okay? <laughs> That's okay. It's just fine. All right. Job chapter 26 and verse 5 says, Dead things are formed from under the waters and the inhabitants thereof. Hmm. Uh, no idea. <laughs> no, like I can't even, I, I can't even take a stab at that, Brother Jake. So is the soul, the heart, and the spirit is the mind. Brother... I haven't seen Adam Moore on here before, but uh, he asked the question, so is the soul, the heart, and the spirit is the mind? Well, I do know, I don't know about the heart. Uh, it could be for, as far as the soul goes, but I'm kind of not thinking that that's the case. But I do know that our spirit, little s, is the mind. Um, when it talks about the natural thing, the natural man in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, can't receive these things in his own mind, his own spirit. Uh, so I do believe that the, the spirit is the the brain housing group, so to speak, that 
the ability to understand. And when we get to Romans 7, I'm going to talk about something concerning that. And as far as the heart, um, maybe in language you want to say it's the heart, but I don't think the soul is your literal organ, the heart. Um, it says to be um, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And uh, I believe the soul is something different. Um, but that's an interesting topic about the soul and the spirit. So let's say I haven't seen you on here before, um, Mr. Moore, Adam Moore. But uh, gr uh, great question. All right, uh, yeah, Genesis 2-7, night. All right, good night, Brother uh, Daruna. That's right. At the end of the day, interracial marriage is not a salvation issue. That's right. And um, I, I, I've known several couples that are of different, I don't even want to say, you know, we are a human race, uh, ethnicities, I guess you would say, um, and they were two people that loved the Lord born again, and um, I, I've met a few of, of those in my lifetime, and by a few, I mean many, so I just don't know. <laughs> Brother Jake, sorry, <laughs> he said, I know, sorry. Yeah, I don't know, I'll have to, that's interesting. The book of Job is, is um, a, it's a deep, 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 deep uh, book in the Bible, and uh, I, you know, I've never taken the time to really break down Job and study it all that much, so maybe that's a, maybe that's a good thing to do. All right. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> well, that is interesting. Brother Vato says, ironic that Job 26 verse 5 describes exactly where petroleum comes from. Oil, a lot of oil does come from there. And it talks about in uh, the flood of, um, uh, you know, we talk about Noah. It says the fountains of the deep were broken up, and uh, there's a lot of water underneath the uh, of the earth. And then when that earth was covered, completely covered to the highest mountain, it doesn't matter. It was like underwater, and it just smashed all that vegetation and, and organic material and everything like that. That's where the oil come from. That's That's exactly right. Uh, Brother Duruna will be praying for you. He says uh, he's going to have a Bible study here at his house. I ask you to pray for me to always be used to teach um, uh, by the Lord. Yeah, God bless all of you. God bless you too. Thank you, Brother Duruna. Uh, be praying for me too, brethren and sisters out there. Um, I do have, as of next week, they'll be finalized, my orders, I believe. And... Um, Looks like the about the first week of April or so, and uh, we uh, be moving here from Pennsylvania, and uh, heading down south. Lord willing, I mean, unless something changes, so just be praying for that, and then um, yeah, just be praying for that that you know everything would go safely. Uh, it's a long travel for us to, to move down there, and I know Sister Elizabeth and Brother Tim know all about moving long distance. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be going just as far as they did, though. Coming from uh, Las Vegas all the way up to Tennessee. Goodness, it's a several day trip. So, all right, we're coming down to the end of it. Um, if nobody's got anything else, 
we're going to wrap it up. Well, I had a good time tonight. There was a lot of good discussion on a lot of different things. But just remember, in the book of Romans, go back through and read Romans 1 again before next time as we get into Romans 2. But just think about that and have joy in your heart that, as Sister Elizabeth showed in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, such were some of you. Were it not for grace, though, God's wonderful, matchless, like not even comparable grace. And while we were yet sinners, he died, Christ died for us. It's all here in the book of Romans. It's something to be thankful for. And uh, boy, so good. All right, Mr. Brodsky, thank you for you and your wife uh, joining us tonight, brother. I, I appreciate that uh, with your young ones down there. And uh, be praying for you guys, okay? All right. Well, we had a great time tonight. Um, thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. I don't see any last-minute kind of comments or concerns. I really appreciate it. Uh, all praise and honor and glory to the Lord for what he's been uh, allowing me to do through here. But I, I'm just thankful that there's people here that are, are you know, supporting and, and showing up and um and and watching these live and then going back through and watching all the studies i encourage you to go through some of those when you got time uh some of the old uh podcasts uh, the live streams and also the other videos um we have the uh, the gift of god series is a good one um the gift of god really is another thing that your joy may be full when you when you understand what that gift gave you which is the holy spirit the gift of god uh man so amazing uh, yes, Sister Elizabeth, there's a song I listen to a lot called Were It Not For Grace. Boy, you're right, and that's a great song, too. Were It Not For Grace. Do I? I don't think I would be able to look that up. I don't think. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I would have to go to my, my other. I'm going to look that up for next time. But uh, Sister Elizabeth has got the link there. If you're here on the live ch live chat, uh, you can see the link there and go to that here in a few minutes after we're done. I know I will. Um, I, I have two different computers running. And so I told you guys before that my computer, I'm squeezing every bit of computing power out of this 2013 model iMac. And um, if I go and I pull up the Internet on it right now, I would probably destroy it. <laughs> I'm just joking. It probably wouldn't be that bad, but it, um, it would definitely bog us down. So nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's right. That's another great one. What can wash away my sins? Nothing. Absolutely nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Yep. That's a great song. Yeah, Brother Tim does the uh, the countdown, and then, you know, people get in with, and it looks like people are trying to get the, their uh, their request in. That's on another channel, which, by the way, go check out Brother Tim's channel, uh, Authorized Version, Bible Thumper Ministries. It's a very interesting name, but uh, um, it's very good. A-V-B-T-M. And Sister Elizabeth is sitting here... Uh, typing out the song boy it's it is good were it not for grace amen and amen all right we're going to wrap it up for tonight and um would you just join me with a, a quick word of prayer as we as we continue or we close out tonight and um 
you know, as I said before, uh, walk worthy of the vocation. And I it, forgive me if I've made that seem like it's like our, our job, like our nine to five that we clock out of. It's so much more than that. It's our calling. We were called, as it says in, in uh, Ephesians 4.1. We need to be about that business, okay, that labor for the master. So uh, let's be about it. And God help me and forgive me for all the times that it, uh, I fail in that. But um, his grace is sufficient. But... Uh, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So we'll wrap it up that uh, that way tonight. Let's, uh, let's finish up with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for these brothers and sisters in Christ that came out tonight that were watching on the live stream. Lord, the brothers and sisters have encouraged me. And, uh, Lord, you've, you've done the encouragement through them. And I'm just thankful for them, and I'm thankful for you and what you did for us, because such were some of us, Lord. Lord, there may be people watching now or later that uh, are without you. Lord, would you just use your spirit to just convict them, just not give them a moment's rest. Lord, they're without excuse. They know already. Lord, would your spirit just move and convict them through the hearing of the word of God they heard on this video tonight and on this live stream that they need to recognize that they there's nothing in them that's good. They were separated from the love of you, but you showed your love and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, you paid the price. You took our place. You did the work. Lord, help us to keep spreading that word, just to preach the gospel. And, uh, Lord, until you come, but even so, Lord, come quickly. We love you. Amen. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, and those that are watching tonight. I had a great time. Romans chapter 2 next time, and it'll be next week will be on Thursday night. Don't forget, Thursday night next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be starting up on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time, just on a different day. Lord willing, unless we see each other sooner than that, face-to-face as we are face-to-face with our, with our king. I don't know about you, but I'd rather see you all face-to-face as we're worshiping and serving the king that would be a great day. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Good night, everybody. God bless. Be ambassadors for Christ.